Hello, and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series about all things freighters and conversions for the week of September 14th, 2020. I'm your host, Cargo Facts Deputy Editor Karen Livingston, and I'm joined today by Cargo Facts Associate Editor Jeff Lee. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Karen. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsors, 321 Precision Conversions, AEI, ATSG, C-Cubed Aerospace, IAI, and U.S. Cargo Systems. So for news this week, um, we saw the test flight of the first factory-built ATR-72600 freighter. Uh, Jeff, can you tell us a bit about the launch order for this freighter and what makes it unique among the current ATR freighters? Yeah, this was a, quite an interesting story um, to see this first production ATR freighter fly finally. Um, so yes, it is the first production um, freighter by ATR because all um, all current ATR freighters are converted. Um, and this one does have a large cargo door and a, a cargo loading system. Um, and it will, they, they told us that the, it will be t- test flying for about a month. Um, and then it will begin to be delivered to FedEx, uh, the launch customer FedEx next year. Um, this will be, you know, a, kind of a, a game changer for FedEx because, um, well, it already has ATRs and other smaller Cessnas operated by um, various carriers like Empire Airlines and Mountain Air Cargo. Um, but like I said, those are those don't have the uh, the cargo loading system, and they don't, and those aren't, aren't equipped for containerized freight, whereas this one is. Um, and also, FedEx is actually expecting to take delivery of the sky, the new Sky couriers um, soon as well, and that one also has containerized capabilities. So with these new types, um, you know, FedEx can upgrade its regional feeder operations and what differentiates it from Amazon, for example, um, is that because of these containerized um, abilities, it will be able to um, handle connections better from the the, um, the larger fleet. Um, and that, I guess that does kind of give FedEx uh, somewhat of an advantage. Yeah, and it sounds like these, these new freighters uh, on order should really kind of speed up and increase efficiency for some of these operations with the uh, the cargo loading systems. Yeah. Uh, so, with these um, with these test flights occurring this year, what is the status of FedEx's current orders and options for the ATR freighter? And um, may we see any additional options exercised as e-commerce has accelerated during the pandemic? Uh, FedEx right now has. 30 ATR 72600Fs on order and options for 20 more. And for the Sky Courier, it has 50 on order and 50 um, options. Um, I think if they're replacing and renewing um, the current regional feeder fleet, uh, it's very likely we will see additional orders. Um, And, you know, Apart from FedEx, um, we will probably see orders from other operators as well, um, particularly, as you said, with 
the growth of e-commerce and the, the need to um, serve many of these smaller uh, regional markets. Okay, thank you. And um, it's it's pretty usual for Cargofax to cover you know these freighter aircraft orders, but this week you also uh, wrote a story kind of on <laughs> changing gears, which we've seen you know pretty broadly in the cargo market this year, which is the introduction of passenger freighters and several tens of thousands of of these flights occurring since uh, the operations began back in March. So. For this story, what points stood out to you when you were looking into the number of passenger freighter flights? Um, yeah, this has been interesting, but uh, also kind of well, different, interesting, but tedious um, because like we actually started looking into this in, in March. Um, and of course, back then it, things weren't as widespread as they are now. But um, and, and the surprising thing is that they are still growing and widespread um, you know in September um, and they have just been exploding um, among we've listed seven of the top airlines that uh, have used their passenger aircraft for cargo only flights and just among but well but yeah just for those seven that we've listed um, the total is something like around 50,000 uh, flights but I think the total um, worldwide is easily closer to double that, um, and it's just amazing. And the the, the number of aircraft that have been used, um, our count is about two thousand five hundred, um, and among those, hundred and seventy have been reconfigured in some way by um, you know having seats removed. Um, so it's just and the looking at the individual airlines, um, Emirates, you know, it's just mind boggling how many they've done. But of course, starting March, they really developed a uh, very complex network of these flights and they've just been growing ever since. And now I think it's up to about 120 um, routes that they're operating with these passenger freighters. Um, and of course, they, they reconfigured 10 of their 777-300 yards a um, couple months ago. Um, and then the next one is Qatar, which hasn't reconfigured any uh, of, their, of its aircraft. But and the thing about Qatar is that they, throughout the pandemic, they've actually sustained um, a reasonable amount of operations on the passenger side as well. So to have operated so many while still doing so many passenger flights um, and also um, let's not forget that they have the biggest freighter fleet of all the combination carriers. So this has been quite impressive. Um, and what came as a surprise was Japan Airlines, uh, which doesn't even have any freighters. Um, and they've been doing extensive um, passenger freighter operations domestically as well. Um, so it's, it's been interesting to see all these, all these airlines um, jumping into this kind of operation. But um, I think they 
will continue because we still we're still seeing them grow these um, these operations, um, and you know on the reconfiguration um, side, they some yes yeah, some have been reconfigured back into passenger configuration, um, but many haven't, and we're still seeing new. Uh, uh, reconfigurations. So, for example, um, this week we saw Delta um, joining the the scene as the first US carrier to do it. Um, and I know that Cathay is planning to do, do more, um, depending on you know the demand on on both the passenger and the cargo side. Um, Singapore Singapore recently did. Um, well, their low-cost um, subsidiary Scoot reconfigured a couple of A320s. Um, so yeah, it's um, still ongoing and it will continue for for a few more months at least. Right. I mean, it's it's pretty hard to to tell exactly how long this this will continue with. Uh, you know, many airlines expecting that passenger demand might pick up again sometime next year. Some uh, industry organizations not expecting it to to return to kind of a normal until 2024 perhaps. Uh, but yeah. as you mentioned, um, the the way these flights are operated varies quite a bit between some of these carriers. With with some of the carriers having removed seats from several aircraft, and others who've said they don't plan to remove any seats. Uh, with this kind of uncertainty, is there any point where we might see, you know, more of these operations moving toward kind of removing the seats, maybe. And uh, I know there's been some technology introduced to kind of better take advantage of the main deck on these aircraft. Um, is there any point where that would make sense? I think we won't see, you know, many more reconfigured, not on a as large a scale as we did um, in April, May, but that's not to say that we won't see any more. And like you said, with that, I mean, these past few months, airlines have been finding all sorts of ways to make the, the loading process more or less inefficient. Um, you know, they've got conveyor belts or some kind of, um, yeah, conveyor belts and they've like, they're sliding boxes on, on uh, wooden pallets and, and some are, yeah, some are having stored pallets um, on the on the cabin floor, but that doesn't mean they could kind of load these pallets through the door. So they would still have to, you know, put the and bring the empty pallet in through the door, the small door, then load the pallet. But um, yeah, I don't think we'll see a huge amount of reconfigurations, but uh, maybe a handful more. Um, so, yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, so looking ahead, what is planned for next week on Cargo Facts? Um, we are looking at um, some of the aircraft that have been converted for firefighting purposes um, and just to look at what that market's like and the kind of conversions that they've been doing. Um, and we're also looking at the uh, express fleet um, for our yearly uh, feature on 
on the express market. Okay. Well, thank you, Jeff, and thank you to everyone for joining us today on the Cargo Facts Connect podcast. As a reminder, you can find all the news discussed today, the passenger freighter database, and the latest updates at www.cargofacts.com. We'll see you next time. 